Hello, and welcome to the Psych in Business podcast, where we highlight the integration of psychology and psychological principles into the world of business and organizations. I'm your host, Dr. Ernest Wade. So today we're going to go back to talking about leadership models, and we're going to talk about the transactional leadership model. Now, this is one of two very popular and well-known leadership models that was introduced by Burns around the late 1970s. The other model that's pretty popular is the transformational leadership model. And it used to be thought that the transactional leadership model and the transformational leadership model were mutually exclusive. But nowadays, the thought is that they might just be different sides of the same spectrum. So traditionally, the transactional leadership model has dominated in both the corporate world and in government agencies. And though it may not be as popular as it used to be, it's still used by a lot of leaders these days. According to Burns, the transactional leaders are honest, fair, responsible, and honor their commitments. Now, you would hope and expect these attributes to be applicable to most leaders, in fact, to most people, right? Honest, fair, responsible, and honor their commitments. So more is needed to really help us understand the specific characteristics of the transactional leader. So let's dive into that a little bit more. The transactional leaders favor and value a more ordered and structured approach to leadership and management that relies on rigorous checks and balances. They prefer things that are based on a give and take approach where the leader gives the employees something that they want, for example, money, in exchange for their services. So it's very based upon exchange and really suggest that employees are not self-motivated and need that extrinsic motivation along with close supervision. It's essentially the basis of a transaction, which makes it more of a practical approach in nature, hence the name transactional leadership. So transactional leadership also usually focus on short-term goals. They focus on bargaining and performance in terms of exchange. You do this and I will pay you. And they really focus on accomplishing goals through task-oriented transactions. So again, it's you do a specific task and uh, you will be rewarded for that task. So for example, transactional leaders will give employees short-term goals and expect them to work towards those goals under supervision using specific and strict guidelines and policies. They will not expect or tolerate those employees deviating outside of those guidelines and policies that they have a set to accomplish their task. And if you meet your goal as the employee, you are rewarded. If you don't, you are reprimanded. So it's a very basic approach in which leaders give employees specific tasks with specific guidelines and structure in which those tasks are to be performed. And if the task is accomplished as expected using the guidelines, they're rewarded. And if they're not, they are reprimanded or are penalized in some way. Now, obviously, this style of leadership probably is not best for fostering creativity, uh, but it is right for organizations that require that level of strict adherence to regulations and structure. For example, the military. And at this point, I want to say a word about Veterans Day, because as someone who is not a veteran, but has had the pleasure and the privilege of serving veterans in my time working at the Veterans Administration, I just want to say how grateful I am for the service of veterans and the sacrifice that they make. So thank you for your for your service. Okay, back to transactional leadership. Now, interestingly, after World War II, 
the transactional leadership model was actually used pretty extensively within the U.S. when the government was concentrating on rebuilding and uh, recreating some of that structure in the U.S., they used the transactional leadership model to create that high level of structure to help them rebuild that national stability. So really, the transactional model of leadership is about keeping things moving, keeping things going in that steady environment where continuity is key. You want to project that sense of stability and it really requires and mandates that clarity of direction, that clarity of, of guidelines, and requires employees to be disciplined and really to follow the structure that has been set. Now, the history of this model is actually pretty interesting. It actually began in the 1940s with some research that was done by a German sociologist named uh, Max Weber. Uh, and, and Weber identified three different leadership styles. So the three different leadership styles were the traditional leadership style, the charismatic leadership style, and the transactional leadership style. This transactional leadership style at the time was called the legal rational authority. That's what he called it. Also associated with the bureaucratic style. And Weber is actually the one who called it the exercise of control based on knowledge. Then in the 1970s, specifically around 1978, a political scientist named Burns advanced Weber's work and theories to move the concept of the transactional leadership forward. And Burns is the one who actually said that transactional leaders espouse that honesty, the fairness, the responsibility, and the honoring of their commitments. But as we said, that was still that's still pretty general. So then in the 1980s, Bernard Bass actually furthered Burns' research and theories by defining the dimensions of the transactional leadership model. Specifically, he said contingent rewards, which required the process of setting expectations and rewarding workers for meeting them. So again, that that transactional exchange where you set an expectation, the employee does it, and you reward them for doing that. He talked about passive management, which really means that the manager basically does not interfere with the workflow unless an issue arises. So the manager basically just is, is only there as a, on an as-needed basis. And they also talked about active management, where the manager anticipates the problems and monitors the progress, right? So that's where the, the monitor and supervision comes in and issues corrective measures to make sure that the employees are following the guidelines and the processes. Now, there are also some other common characteristics of the transaction leader. So we've talked about the focus on short-term goals, where the uh, leader gives the employees the short-term goals, and they are achieved by following the specific company mandates and structures, the policies and, and processes that have been set out. Note here that the transactional leader may not be the best for long-term goals where autonomy and innovation are needed. Other common characteristics we see in the transactional leader are that need for efficiency, where there is little room for innovation and employees need to follow that pre-established process and are expected to be as efficient and as quick as possible in completing their tasks. There's also the issue of rewards and reprimands where employees do well and they get rewarded and they, they don't, they get disciplined. And then inflexibility. So a lot of times you see that transactional leaders are opposed to change and they're pretty inflexible. And really they're best suited for keeping the status quo. Transactional leaders are, are best for keeping uh, specific processes moving forward. 
really they don't deviate from the process that has been set and they are really best for helping an organization maintain its current process to achieving the specific goals or objectives that have been that have been determined so they're, they're really great for keeping things going keeping things that have been going well moving forward so really conversely transaction leaders are not a good fit for places where creativity and innovative ideas are valued and needed and that's really because they favor structure they favor policies they favor procedures they favor routine and they thrive on following rules Transactional leaders are ones where, that will do well in environments that, that really encourage and foster the following of rules and guidelines. Transactional leaders are ones that thrive on following rules, and they expect their employees to follow rules. So they really discourage any sort of taking of personal initiative or, or innovation to try to solve problems. They prefer that their employees follow the specific guidelines and rules. And so the structures are typically very hierarchical in nature. Everyone knows their roles. Everyone knows their responsibilities. Following the chain of command is expected and deviation is really not tolerated. And so in that sense, it can be a very practical approach in terms of following rules and regulations. And when you need that sort of environment where structure is really needed in order to be successful, the transaction leader model is really an appropriate model to follow in that situation. So think about places like the military, where you really have to follow orders, policing, first responders, public service, uh, manufacturing, production lines, things, places where the schedules really drive success. Following a set schedule, sticking to a schedule really leads to business success. Crisis management and, and troubleshooting, where you really can't have a lot of time discussing and debating and discussion, where you really need to have a clear leader who, who takes charge, gives direction, provide specific guidelines that need to be followed to success. These are places where uh, transactional leadership really does well. And it really actually encourages self-motivated people because of the way that the rewards work. If you work hard and you get your, your activities and your tasks done, you get rewarded for doing well. Whereas as opposed to if you don't, you get disciplined. There are some very well-known examples of leaders who have followed the transactional leadership model. For example, Steve Jobs, who was a visionary behind Apple's most influential products and concepts, uh, is well known for someone who ruled with an iron fist at Apple. And yet Apple is one of the most successful organizations today. And part of that is because Apple really operates within a tightly bound framework. They really stick to what they, what they know how to do and do that really well. They don't really deviate much beyond what they do you know, creating uh, the iPhone and, and the tablets. They, they do that really, really well. Even in sports, we see this. The legendary coach, Bill Belichick, who is one of the most successful coaches in the NFL, really based his style on Sun Tzu's The Art of War. And he follows a really strict top-down approach, and it, it has worked. I mean, he's produced numerous uh, Lombardi trophies and has been very successful and is one of the most successful NFL coaches ever. We also have Bill Gates, who delegated and gave specific guidelines to his employees on exactly what they needed to do and how they needed to do that work to accomplish the goals that he had set out for them. And he gave them very little freedom in order to accomplish that goals. And, and so control really plays a central part in that transactional leadership approach. The leader has control and the employee 
is only supposed to follow the guideline and the direction set forth by that leader. Now, later on, Bill Gates also transitioned to the transformation leader, and we'll be talking about that soon, as I've mentioned before. So the takeaway here is that the transactional leadership style is not one that is well-suited for every situation, but there is enough evidence to show that the transactional leadership style can actually be very, very successful in the right environments that I've mentioned. Situations where you need that repetition, where you need speed, where you need clear lines of authority and direction, where there really is no room or need or time for innovation and thinking outside of the box, taking that personal uh, initiative, you know, things like the military, police, and apparently Apple, right? Okay, so I hope this has been helpful. Next time, we'll talk about the other leadership style that is often compared to the transactional model. And so in the meantime, thanks for listening. I hope you will join us next time.